May be long, cold, and dark. But the perfect antidote is a quick, warm, and bright podcast. You've come to the right place. Grab a hot chocolate and your favorite sweater. Here's Andre. Yes, we have made it. It is Friday, and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and on Open Line Friday, many times a whole lot more. And of course, today is Friday. How about that? We made it. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Brodinger, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 269 for Friday, December 10th, 2021. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are indeed approaching the winter solstice. These are the pretty short days of winter. Our sunset right now, at least here in Northeast Ohio, is the earliest that we will see. And generally, we stick there for about a two-week period. Since about December the 1st until mid-December, the sunset officially at Hopkins Airport, 4.58 p.m. just before 5 o'clock. Now, remember, we're on the western end of the time zone. Just think of what the sunset is like in places like Boston or Portland, Maine or northern Maine or northern New England, for that matter. The sunset really, in some cases, is just before 4 o'clock. It's uh, 3.55, 3.54-ish in the afternoon. And I still remember at Linden State College in northeast Vermont, going to my Monday, Wednesday, and Friday Climatology 101 class at 3.30 in the afternoon. And it was held near the Alexander Twilight Theater. There was a wonderful classroom up there with some windows, but uh, didn't see too much because it got dark so quickly. Well, our class went for an hour, give or take a little bit. By 4.30, we got out of class, and sometimes it went a little long, sometimes a little bit short, mostly long, because everybody just really enjoyed being in Joe DeLeo's class. Well, on the way out from the Alexander Twilight Theater back to the dorms, you had to pass over or walk on top of the library. Now, the library, they've since added a couple of floors But at the time, back in the late 1970s and early 80s, it was only two floors. And when you walked out from the Alexander Twilight Theater, you were literally walking on top of the library, the library roof. And then you walked past the Stevens Dining Hall and then over to the dorm rooms. And when we did that at 4.30 in the afternoon, we'd walk out to the top of the library and look up. There was no more daylight left. And if it was clear, you saw nothing but stars. 
or the moon or whatever. I mean, the daylight was gone. And this was at 4.30 in the afternoon. So in the eastern part of the time zone, it happens pretty fast here on this standard time setup that we have going on. But the sun goes down a lot quicker the farther north you go, closer to the Arctic Circle. And that's exactly what we want to talk about today with one of our special guests that uh, come on to the program regularly to talk about different things. And his name, you're familiar with him by now, Gunnar Gunnarsson. He's the pastor of a church in Reykjavik, Iceland, very good friend of mine. And he and I had the opportunity to talk about some different things on this Open Line Friday. One of them, the short days. And he recently posted something on his Instagram account, a little video of him waiting for his kids to come out of school. Well, it was dark, but it was like three o'clock in the afternoon and it was dark. (laughs) That's because they're so far north. Remember, the exact opposite happens there in the summertime. Okay, let's take a short break here. When we come back, the full uncut interview with Gunnar Ingi Gunnarsson from Reykjavik, Iceland. And if you'd like to actually see the exchange, I recorded that via our Zoom call, and it is posted on episode number 269 at weatherjazz.com. You can actually see the raw, uncut, unproduced video call that we actually enjoyed each other's company with uh, as we recorded this episode so again when we come back the full interview and it's coming up right after the break gunnar welcome hey thank you for having me brother It is uh, Open Line Friday. We like to have lots of fun on Open Line Friday, and we talk about anything and everything, sometimes weather. And, of course, we'll touch on that because you live in a very interesting place in the wintertime. And that video, by the way, I've got that wonderful video that you shot last Sunday of walking out from the church into the wind. And if you haven't seen it, go to andrebernier.com, people. And go check it out. In fact, I'll probably just post that, too, on uh, on weatherjazz.com so people can see what fun you had with the weather on Sunday. Yeah, it was yeah, it was howling inside the building when we were, were gathering. So it's yeah, definitely an interesting time of year. <laughs> it definitely wakes you up. You could actually, yeah, you could hear it. You could hear it. Um, and unfortunately, I ran your audio for the podcast through Descript and it, and it stripped all of that wind sound off. But before, we were thinking, my goodness, wow, you hear all kinds of strange, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like wild stuff. Well, welcome. And uh, your family is doing well this Christmas, this dark season. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're getting through it. We're just mm. storing up on our vitamin D. We just uh yeah, I guess it was a little rough last month. So we we all took turns getting COVID here in our house and uh mm. so we were stuck inside for more or less three weeks. And so that didn't didn't help, but we're getting back into a normalcy and, and feeling great. That's excellent. That's an answer to our prayers, especially for Solomon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who, 
Yeah, but he he fared probably the best it sounded like. Yeah, he was was feeling under for a couple of days and then, yeah, rebounded pretty quick. So that was that was an amazing answer to prayer. That's that's awesome. Yeah, we're, the more we're hearing that uh, vitamin D is very important to keep up in your bloodstream, obviously, because in Iceland, you don't have much sunshine, but um, but even, uh, you know, from the states southward, even in Florida, people are taking a decent amount of vitamin D um, that uh, seems to help a lot uh, with uh, with that ailment. So uh, we're glad you're you're doing a whole lot better and back in the church and and uh, almost back to normal. Uh, you mentioned something on, I think it was your Instagram account that, uh, or maybe it was in a conversation that, that we were having on Instagram about putting up your Christmas lights. You put them up kind of early, but you have a rule. And I kind of like that rule. Tell us what that rule is. Well, yeah, our rule of thumb is we, we set them up when it gets dark, when we're eating. So around six, mm-hmm. we eat. And when it becomes dark around six, we put up our Christmas lights. We're, we're the weird ones in our street. So we're <laughs> a couple of weeks ahead of everybody else. But that's my rule of thumb. And then we take them back, back down once, uh, once we have light at, at dinner time at six. So we, we have them up probably four months out of the year just to make, just to make the dark period a little more sure. enjoyable and beautiful. I've always said, leave up the Christmas lights through January and even through February, because uh, once you get to March, things begin to improve. Uh, we had a neighbor, uh, the, the neighbor right across the street, who kept his uh, Christmas lights on one year until it, it, it might have been early March. And we thought, this is great <laughs> because it's dark all the time uh, until you, you start getting into the springtime months. So. So you have a four-month window that it's dark beginning at 6 p.m. Roughly, what is that window? Uh, I don't, I haven't really taken down what, I guess it's, um, I mean, I guess we put them up in October, October to Uh, February or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah, a little bit longer than four months here. (laughs) So (laughs) But yeah, but I bought these really nice Christmas lights last year, and it's we really enjoy them. They're very colorful, and and yeah, make it make it more bearable and beautiful. I feel like yeah. If anybody wants to see those lights, make sure you subscribe to Gunnar's Instagram uh, account, uh, and it's Ice Guns I C E G U N N S Ice Guns, and uh, you might even catch a glimpse of his Christmas lights. Uh, here and and again now you are still approaching the darkest time of the year roughly December 21 22 it varies but um, that's the shortest your shortest day Um, and in fact I saw an Instagram video of you picking up your kids from school in the afternoon and it was dark yeah yeah, we're we're getting. I think I think we're right now like three hour window of 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 uh, sunlight, right? I think three, no, four hours maybe. So yeah, we still got twelve more days to go, and then things will get brighter and brighter from from there on out. And it happens pretty quick, doesn't it? Yeah, especially in February, you start to feel really yeah. notice it and feel lighter uh, in February. Mm-hmm. Like it's 
Yeah, it's it's really strange how it, how it affects how you think and feel through a season, and uh, even just how difficult or easy it is to get up. Obviously, when it's summertime and it's light outside all all day, every day, and then it's pretty easy to get up, um, and it's not cold and that type of stuff. But right. yeah. I still remember uh, visiting in August of I think it was 2018. And my son Noah and I were wandering uh, in downtown Reykjavik, and and you know it, it, it was still a bustling scene. Everybody going in and out of stores, and finally Noah says, "Shouldn't we be getting back to the uh, to the cottage?" And I said, "Why?" And he said, "Look at your watch." And I looked at my watch, and it was midnight. <laughs> the sun was still up, and I thought, "Oh my goodness, wow, yeah, I think we need to get some sleep." <laughs> So it's it's easy to get caught up uh, in in the fanfare of of almost continuous light in the summertime. So, but you're approaching now, and maybe we can touch on this later next week if you have some time. Uh, but uh, you're very soon approaching the uh, New Year's Eve celebrations. Now, it's I've seen video from you and from everybody else. It's crazy up there on New Year's Eve. Tell us what happens there. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't get to blow stuff up a lot. <laughs> we don't. We don't have a whole lot of access to it. We have four, I think five, four, four or five days out of the year where we mm-hmm. can legally buy fireworks. And they're, I don't know. Like I spent some time in Huntsville, Alabama, and they, when they thought of fireworks, they didn't really think of the same type of fireworks that we did. But they're big fireworks, and uh, a lot of people save up their entire year so that in that four or five day window they can buy mm-hmm. thousands of dollars worth of fireworks and blow it all up at at and around midnight. And so there isn't like one I don't know organization with a show where they blow up fireworks or a city that has one spot where they blow everything up. It's everybody in every neighborhood <laughs> is blowing stuff up, and I mean. It, it's yeah, there's, there's people trying to limit it because it's, it's really damaging. There's so much pollution in the air, especially if there's no wind Then it just mm-hmm. the smog hovers over the city for a couple of days. They have to like seal in like elderly people's homes and make sure it's a little more bearable. Wow. Obviously people with dogs just, <laughs> they prepare for it and try to prepare their dogs. Some, some, I think give them like medication to calm that, calm their nerves down a little bit. <laughs> wow. It just, it, sure. just says, it looks like a war zone out there. Well, it doesn't look like it sounds like a war zone. It looks mm-hmm. beautiful, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it starts at maybe an hour or two before midnight. And and I remember looking at the uh, Halgrimskjöka uh, webcam from Cafe Loki. And it looks like it's like four or five hours of continuous firework. Yeah. Yeah, people start warming up around, you know, after dinner. Um, and then we have a TV program that goes on uh, mm-hmm. that recounts the year around 11. Uh, sort of what, what are the highlights of the year? Uh, what, what was the news about? And then there is a sort of satirical show where they make fun from, you know, sort of the main characters that stick out over the year, the prime minister and all this type of stuff. And, and then after that, once that show is done, everything calms down. Everything shuts down. Every family is inside their home watching TV. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once it's 30 minutes to midnight, that sh- shuts off and everybody goes outside and they start ah. preparing for midnight. And then things get crazy until about 2 or 3 a.m., maybe 2 a.m. now. Wow. 
Well, according to uh, Valer Gratison, he's the editor-in-chief of uh, Reykjavik Grapevine, uh, he released a uh, uh, something recently talking about the cost of fireworks and the the, uh, the availability of the fireworks uh, were uh, much more limiting this year and the price much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said you can only buy fireworks for a four or five day window. Um, what is that? What? Where's that window? Yeah. So I used to run like a, a fireworks stand for five years, I think. So, uh, wow. It's, it's from the 20, I think, if I remember correctly, it's the 27th to the 31st. And then you can sell on the 6th, the, uh, which is Epiphany. We call it the, the 13th, 13th day from mm-hmm. Christmas. And so, um, uh, yeah, those are the, the days that you can sell on. And, um, yeah, I guess it, it is kind of limiting. So a lot of organizations use it to sell. They use fireworks to sell for a charity. Uh, like our rescue squad sells a lot of fireworks and it supports mm-hmm. them in buying the vehicles they need because it's privately, or it's like a charity run. Uh, thing. It's not okay. run by the government. So all these big Jeeps that go and save people in the mountains, it's typically volunteers. And a lot wow. of it is paid for by the, the fireworks. And then there are privately owned fireworks stands that like like I used to run. Um, that are sell it, sell it way more cheaper, I guess. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the other ones are obviously making it so that they can fundraise for something specific. So that's just before the, the first of the year then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like 27th. Yeah. People mm-hmm. are going to start buying. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, we're going to let you go. We want to, uh, definitely honor, uh, the time because the life uh, and time of a pastor is never uh, ever ending. Uh, you, you've, I'm sure you have other things happening today. Even uh, tell us uh, what's happening in ministry at Lufstepan, uh, and um, uh, maybe anything else that's going on. You're, it looks like your Friday night uh, youth night, your new one, is going very well. Yeah. So we just started a youth ministry. I guess four months ago, three, mm-hmm. three months ago, and we've got a. A core group of, I guess, like 15 kids that are showing up to that. So that's been Neat. pretty pretty amazing, especially for Icelandic standards. A lot of Americans probably won't think that's a whole lot, but for Iceland, that's a lot right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, I guess, unfortunately, in one way, that's a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's going really well. We just started an Icelandic service in November. Um, so now we have English service at 11 a.m. and then Icelandic at 2 p.m. We're trying to figure out what that looks like. So I'm, I'm preaching. I'm working on doing two sermons every week now in separate languages and and uh, trying to find a schedule that sort of works with that and still working out some kinks. And then we're getting ready for, obviously, the Christmas season, the Christmas service and the new year and everything that follows along with that, which is to make a budget, have a members meeting, approve the budget, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. And then some people want to get baptized. And, wow. Yeah, lot, lot, lots of things, exciting things to going on so we're well very- you're, you're um advent series is going wonderful i'm enjoying it and uh for those that are listening right now to weather jazz if you want to listen to gunnar's uh, advent series i'm going to post the links on weatherjazz.com uh, so go visit uh, this episode and uh, we'll make sure that uh, you're hooked up or simply uh, go to your favorite podcast app and look for sermons from iceland and uh, make sure to subscribe uh, because beyond Advent, you're an anointed uh, preacher of the word 
And I appreciate you. I get uh, so much out of it every single week. And um, and for those that speak Icelandic, is there an Icelandic podcast coming for for uh, your weekly messages? I'm working on that. We don't. We mm-hmm. our Icelandic services are very raw. We don't have. I mean, I, I had mm-hmm. to do an acapella in worship one Sunday, yeah. so I hope that. <laughs> I don't have to put our people through that again. So we're working on developing a worship team and, and then a kids ministry. And then we need someone to take care of that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm playing around with some ideas, recording the sermons from my phone on the pulpit and seeing what it sounds like. And if it's good enough for a podcast and yeah, then probably hopefully soon get someone to help me and set up the podcast and uh, get it going. So definitely I wish I could. Uh, My Icelandic is still pretty raw. I can say Lofstofan Baptista Kirka and uh, but that and and Yao and Tak and and uh, a few other phrases, but that's about it. I'm working on it. And uh, I do have an Icelander, a native Icelander who lives not far from me now. And uh, so he's helping me with my rudimentary uh, vocabulary, slowly but surely. Yeah, you're doing good. It definitely see progress. That's really, really awesome. And it's good to have somebody who is a native of Iceland living close by that I can just call up and say, hey, how do you pronounce this? So, <laughs> yeah. Because Google Translate is, is just just so helpful. I mean, it, it, there's a, it's like, what did Google Translate say? You know, <laughs> you can't slow it down. It's like, bah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's limits. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week. If you have time, and I don't want to put pressure on you, especially in the Advent season, but we'd love to have you back next week because uh, I'm on vacation next week and I've got a ton of time to just yap, especially as you approach the shortest day of the year. And uh, we'll see that in for you. I'll tell you about a project I'm doing for Fox 8 News. Um because I'm I'm back for a couple days before Christmas and I've got something kind of special planned. Uh I'll leave that in the bank and I'll tell you about it later. How does that sound? Yeah. Sounds good. I'm excited to hear. But yeah, let's definitely try to try to aim for next week. How can we pray for you? Um well I guess you could pray for wisdom on just how to approach a week and maybe figure out a new pace with uh new services and new faces coming mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah, trying to work with a growing team of people is definitely uh, something that I'm not used to. For years, I was just working by myself. So getting used to that is a, a little bit of a different thing. Got to work on my communication and uh, obviously just pray for people's patience around me, I guess. <laughs> so that would be very, very appreciative. Absolutely. Well, I, I just, uh, I love your heart uh, for ministry. Love your heart for the Lord. Uh, it's it's evident, and it's also evident that, that you're an anointed uh, preacher of the word because I'm I'm getting so much out of it. And again, links on weatherjazz.com for anybody who is at all interested, especially this Christmas season, your Advent series. Two thumbs up from Andre. Thank you so much, Andre. You're always such a blessing and always encouraging, brother. It's awesome. So as I mentioned, during that interview, we are going to have a follow-up if the timing is right and both of our schedules allow. 
So we'll have Gunnar back for part two during the week next week, obviously much, much closer to the winter solstice. I'll also explain to you what I'm doing for Fox 8 WJW, kind of a cool little time-lapse video. That's all I'll say about it. And we will essentially tell you more about what you're going to see for those of you that live in Northeast Ohio and can watch Fox 8 News. And of course, you can do that from anywhere in the world on weatherjazz.com. You just click on the watch tab up top. But remember, in the usual time that I'm on, at least right now, 5 p.m. and the 7 p.m. hour is Eastern Standard Time. So Whatever time zone you're in, you'll have to make the adjustment. Click on watch and you can watch our television feed right there on your internet browser. And if you would like to actually see the exchange that we enjoyed on the Zoom call, go to weatherjazz.com, episode number 269. Scroll down, you'll see the little video window. You can click on that and actually see us in our perspective studios my end in the weather jazz studios here in ohio and his in his office slash garage slash gym as he likes to put it and that is very close to Reykjavik it's a little suburb just outside of Reykjavik Iceland in the southwest part of the island which is as he calls it, the rock in the middle of the Atlantic near the Arctic Circle. And indeed it is. Again, we'll have a follow-up next week right here on Weather Jazz. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help me to spread the word. And special thanks to all of you that continue to partner to support Weather Jazz. They are Andrea Rich from Tennessee, Bill Martin in Florida, in the state of Ohio, Rose Moore, Christine Barnes, Will Antonia Kraus, and Dale Osborne. In Vermont, Kian Galunas and Victoria Singer. If you'd like to add your name to that list, it's easy to become a supporter. And you'll find the links at the top of weatherjazz.com. Just click on support and you too could see your name on that list. It's easy and it really is a very, very much a point of encouragement for me as I produce these segments. All right. Do you have a question, a topic suggestion, or you just would like to say hello? There are two ways to contact me. They're both very easy. One is via email. I check it often. Weatherjazz at yahoo.com. But my favorite way is the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. Say hello, 234-525-5888. Again, whether it's just to say hello or you have a science question, a weather question, a general question, or even a topic suggestion. I love those all. And periodically, we even open up the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line to do a poll and as we approach Christmas I might do something kind of fun as we head into the Christmas period. Well if you're listening to Weather Jazz via one of the many podcast apps available and yes I am on all of them remember to subscribe that way you can automatically download every single episode as I make them available. And if you're in the Cleveland, Ohio area, or plan to visit, or simply traveling through, you can catch my 5 and 7 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television 
Fox 8 or online live at fox8.com or on weatherjazz.com by clicking on the watch tab at the very top. Here's a programming note, though. I am on Fox 8 tonight, Friday night, December 10th, and then next week I am on vacation. However, I still anticipate producing some segments right here on weatherjazz.com just for you. And why would that be? That would be because I just love producing these. They're a lot of fun, and I hope you agree, too. All right, we'll see you next week with another episode right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe.